0: Welcome to another episode of the Business Exchange, How Business Works, which is brought to you by the American Business Council, the voice of American businesses in Nigeria and the American Chamber of Commerce. My name is Margaret O'Lealy and I'm your host for this podcast. Today's episode actually would focus on youth involvement in entertainment and specifically the business of entertainment in Nigeria. We know that the Nigeria creative um, economy has grown over the years and has become a significant employer of labor. Uh, From the stack I have uh, from uh, Q4 2022, uh, it has uh, driven, it has grown actually um, and uh, has helped the growth of the economy with a contribution to GDP of uh, 334 billion naira. Uh, This is Q4 2022 um, from the National Bureau of Statistics, and I'm sure by now, a lot must have happened because this is really technically um, almost a one year uh, uh, report, uh, kind of one year lagging report, if I would say. So the Nigeria's um, entertainment industry, uh, notably uh, Nollywood and the music sector has seen a surge of youth participation. Obviously, it is the world of the youth. And, and, uh, the country's young talents are not just the actors and the musicians, but also the other filmmakers. They also, the producers, the influencers, the entrepreneurs, or what we now, we may call the, the careerpreneurs, uh, the, the rise of the digital platform, especially social media has also given the youth unprecedented opportunities to show, you know, how creative they can be and to reach a global audience. Uh, Africa, Afrobeats, uh, it's, it's a popular music journal that has seen young Nigerians like Bonaboy, Whiskey, Davido take the lead worldwide. However, while the creative economy offers immense opportunity, it is also bedeviled with some structural challenges such as the lack of funding, inadequate policies and regulations that could attract private investments, lack of data infrastructure and perhaps insufficient knowledge of the creative economy government has in the past intervened you know through as an example the creative industry financing initiative with very little impact now the the nigerian president has seen and obviously the government and a lot of people have been talking about it they have seen um the 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 this this sector as almost the savior in terms of you know, the low hanging fruits on helping us revitalize our economy and made key appointments in, in this area with even tweaking some of the ministries like the arts and culture to being called both arts and culture and creative economy. We have seen, you know, um, the um, investment, um, uh, trade and investment being moved into some, you know, uh, uh, parts of talent exporting. Uh, as a program, as a specific program they have. And also we've seen a special advisor to the vice president on digital and creative economy. We have seen the minister of communication, innovation and digital economy. So, and the list goes on. So um, the government is putting a lot in terms of, you know, manpower um, in this area. But uh, you know, I will pause at this point, otherwise we'll just go on and in- introduce our guest, Dr. Me, to Eretumari. I always like that surname. Uh, he is the managing partner of co- the co and co-founder of Technological Partners. With is with us today. Uh, he is also the author of Music Commerce in Africa and is currently investing his personal time in developing platforms and services that can help advance human infrastructure growth in the creative industry in Africa. Welcome, Opani. If I go on.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much, uh, and also thank you for the knowledge you shared briefly this morning. Even I myself, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm learning. And so, good morning, and I'm very happy to be here.
0: Yeah, it's it's a great pleasure. Like like we were talking before we started this podcast. You know, we, we met in 2018, and even at that 2018, we were discussing. Um, you know these issues on how to move the, the creative economy forward, um, under the U.S. Nigeria Commercial Investment Dialogue, and and since yes. then, you know there, there, there there's a lot that's been happening, uh, but just to give us a sense of how uh, Nigerian entertainers are influencing the global acceptance of Afrobeat and Nollywood, and the the well the the role the youth are playing um, and need to play to propel. Even this entertainment industry, for it. I mean, this can be a topic for a whole week. But I'm sure you're able to, um, you know, kind of put that into some few um, sentences.
1: Over to you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, it's huge. Um, we, as when we met, indeed met in 2018. I think we were discussing also discussing the future that we are in today, because as I did, we we're seeing some positive graphic indicators that something is going on somewhere. And our culture is making a big statement, um, and you know we saw several uh, inflows such as transition, universal music. I mean, there were some early days players there. Mm-hmm. and this also was influenced by the work of our creators, by the way. You know, uh, who are at the center of it. So you know, in in that period that up to date, we've seen Nigerian entertainers influencing global acceptance of Afrobeat you know, true and they've used that Afrobeat to sell culture, sell fashion, you know, influencing our lingua. And, you know, when when boy sang, you know, I want his last song, uh, Last Last, you know, the, the way the global community were singing Last Last, uh, I mean, and the way he infused Last Last into Tony Bratton's song, you know, what wasn't man enough. It, 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 at that spot, Afrobeat was on the global stage. It became a culture everyone was embracing. Afrobeat has been able to influence cassava in the global space, which is driving the sale of cassava flour, Fufu and Egozi. Fufu and <laughs> has been a <on> global <laughs> food if you're on TikTok. And that's the power of you know, Afrobeat, both in selling our food, our fashion, both in even selling our, uh, you know, our, our lingua. You begin to see our lingua in, in, in Black Panthers and big movies. And obviously that's, that's also driving, bringing money also, because all those phrases and music have to be licensed from our artists. So Afrobeat is not just influencing culture, food, and fashion, it's also driving funds to come in. And then we have you know collaboration, Whiskey and Drake, Ed Sheeran and Fireboy. The biggest song now, Rema and Selena Gomez. You know, we've now been winning main awards, Grammy setting up an African music category, which was usually under world music. So we begin yeah. to have what we call commercial and cultural statements through music. And then in Nollywood on the other hand, you know, we've had in, we started having foreign cast. I mean, obviously we've had since the days of Osofia in London, but when you look at what Osofia in London was, is down to 30 days in Atlanta. And so what we are seeing now, and how even you know our movies is inv- is is driving netflix to invest heavily in hyper local content epic movies classic movies then you see the way we are influencing the competition between netflix and you know and the amazon prime in original content then obviously international regulations and awards film festivals um dedicated movies to climate change we now even have Someone like Emanuela, who is just a comedian, but is the highest earner on YouTube in the entire sub around African belt, as reported wow. by YouTube, if not the third of fifth in Africa. And this is by a girl, you know, a girl that is under eighteen who does a lot of comedies and joke. And then you can also see the huge marriage of Nollywood now begin to have symbolic, you know, impact in Hollywood. You know, our music, our actors, our actresses. Uh, we have start seeing a lot of our our artists themselves, even acting in movies. So the influence is huge, is large, but the most important part is that we're driving the influence, we're also driving, you know, um, investments, we're driving income, we're driving royalties.
0: Hmm. In, in, interesting you mentioned the royalties as the last word. I mean, there were other things I wanted to ask, but this just kind of popped up. And um, I, I just wanted to find out as... Uh, the managing director of uh, technological partners, what challenges you see um facing the young entertainment um, entertainers or at least the, the 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 folks in this space in terms of not just funding or recognition but also the legal aspects of of um
1: of of the of the business yeah I mean uh, a lot of young people like you know from if you start from having access, you know, funding is one part, but you can even have fund and have poor access to knowledge, have poor, you know, government environments. Like for example, on the royalty side, for example, um, young entertainers, big entertainers, because there's never majority of them that knows how to bypass it, face a lot of huge royalties cuts. You know, a lot of them have to license their music to businesses that are outside of the continent, outside of the country. Who are governed by different tax laws mm. so by the time they pay the talent their royalties, the taxes of those countries has already gulped up to about sixty percent of their income so an, an average Nigerian artist for example, who license a catalogue to a distribution company in America before the distribution company in America pays the artist, the distribution company takes fifty percent so the fifty percent is supposed to come to the Nigerian artist, but that fifty percent is now subject to a thirty percent we told the tax in the state. Wow. In the state. But even the tax, the, the form you're filling, asks you if your country has a treaty with the American government. And with Afro being being one of our biggest exports, one of also our biggest independent employers, from producers to engineers to fashion designers to content creators, this is supposed to be a treaty or an agreement that Nigeria should be discussing, you know? And I can it can come from any angle. It doesn't necessarily have to be eradicating that tax that tax can still stays but there can be incentives built around that tax you know if you if, if some some amount of money has been taxed by you and the state do you get access to be able to travel to the state in the, in the knowledge exchange program you know if you've paid so amount of number of taxes can you have access to participate in specific designs programs that help you either develop yourself, upgrade your sales, or even have the ability to show your product and your talents to business that can invest in you in the US. So the treaty person not to have to eliminate the tax. It can just mean that, okay, how much is our talent in this market paying? And how can you help us turn that money into opportunities? Because I understand that's also a means of revenue for the United States itself. So these challenges that, that there are a lot of challenges that i can talk about but these are like real challenges that proper conversations can be had and that can be changed quickly then you also have you know access to tools and information most times when you have digital platforms build all this new information it probably comes to our market last i'll give an example there are a lot of businesses that sell on whatsapp now but whatsapp when it comes to payments via WhatsApp, it's not existing in this market. But this is one of the biggest mobile money markets. You have to have an opportunity where our government has a first-time mover and say, we know you just developed this feature. What do you need in this market to make this feature work? Because it will upscale trade among young people selling non-tangible goods that do not even need logistics to drive commerce. So these are you know like challenges. That we face around even monetizing our content that are probably not so obvious, but they are.
0: Yeah, there are other things I actually wanted to um, talk about based on what you you mentioned. Um, one of these issues uh, remaining uh, the thing around uh, having discussing issues around treaty, and and that's immediately yes. rang a bell because I uh, that those are long hang, hanging fruits, things that we can quickly resolve things that we can quickly um, begin to engage um, at the at the chamber level with the um, with the government, um, the US government, bringing that the Nigerian government, and the US government together to see what we can do in this area. So that's that's one area that was one thing that we we need to kind of run with. Um, Well, I I want us to move to a different uh, thing entirely. And that's the rise of digital platforms, you know, um, uh, that are Really impacting the youth's involvement in the Nigerian um, entertainment industry. How can how can we really further utilize this to drive the investment in this industry? We have seen the rise of you know a couple of them. There are some that are even locally driven. We've seen partnerships you know coming up. How can we further utilize this to drive uh, investment in the industry?
1: Um, they're, they're, they're very good ways and, and they are they're very critical. I think the, the the first very important thing is to is to create a conducive environment for this business to thrive. You know, Netflix is an American business investing in Nigeria and other African countries. They have huge prospects in our market like Nigeria. Nigeria has the biggest content market, but Netflix market share about 70% of their successes in South Africa. Because South Africa has created a thriving environment that can allow those companies grow big and invest more. So we have to make the business locally friendly by creating infrastructures that make the business easy to drive deeper. They can, they can even bond with our own organic ecosystem to create new revenue models that would drive success of this platform. Because these platforms are, are giving us new information we've never seen before. They can track where a particular movie has been watched at a particular time. How many are watching? We can use them to deepen ecosystem funding. Because we already know there's a consistent market. If we put money training people to make sure that everybody in the scheme of shooting movies, everyone in the scheme of making music and making money, and as they should be making, as we see in developed markets, these digital platforms are giving us new tools to be able to make well-informed decision about investment about human capacity development so in order to utilize the drive of this investment in the industry we need to create a conducive environment and that's on one side on that's on the platform side on the people side we need to you know we need to begin to invest in education we need to begin to give people access to information And it's not necessarily education in the four walls of a classroom it's like american business council having like a an ip program that is that allows young people to just come and learn about ip in less than one hour gamified answered question there's a lot of people that will learn from that then imagine now driving that across university like every average person knows what it means to be ip because it's only when our people can create can be imaginative and can also ensure to to expand band of creativity. Can all these digital platform also grow further? If we are all stuck in one line, it will be hard to give us diversity, right? So it means that the market is only known for one product. So you you can't have effective competition, and without effective competition, capital cannot be redistributed. Wealth cannot go around. So you want to ensure that people are incentivized. They have knowledge, they have access to be able to to create. Then on the third one, which is the product side, we have to standardize our product. Movies, they are getting better, I must be very honest. The growth in quality of, of new movies that come out are getting better these days because there's been investments from people like DSTV who has invested in Film Academy. Netflix has done the same. We're hoping Prime, Amazon will be doing the same very soon. So when we dip in these three Ps, he allows digital platforms to grow. You know the product, the platform, and the people.
0: Yeah, yeah. But again, when I look at digital platforms, um, I'm not sure if I should call you know the streaming platforms that as well. But we have seen um, a couple of them, you know, coming to town. We have seen, um, um, especially from from uh, the point of view of. of I'm talking about maybe music again, as opposed to just um, films. Um, is there any thing that can be done in this area as well beyond what you just mentioned in terms of uh, creating and strengthening uh, partnerships and and, and uh, kind of bringing in or encouraging or making the environment fecund enough to encourage investment?
1: And so, I mean, I, I also think you know uh, it, uh, there's uh, there's also a need for uh, government dialogue. Um, these businesses coming in are coming from a very well developed market. They know what it, they know what the system, the structure, and the the the, the interfacing between content creators, regulators, and even investors on the back end. They understand how that ecosystem works very well. And when you have government, the government can understand where they are. The short, are there shortfalls on human capacity? Are there shortfalls on capital for content production? Are there shortfalls on what are the re- regulatory policies that we don't have? So you, I'll give you an example, like Spotify. Like Spotify does not have enough African music. It's just Afrobeat. Yeah? And okay. the reason why Spotify doesn't have enough Afrobeat is not African music. It's not Spotify's issue. Is because a lot of our music are still in CD, CDs. The, and how do I know that? My experience with Boomplay, ordinarily, we were only able to digitize fifteen thousand CDs in in Nigeria, and that's just majorly Southwest music. Because of Lagos, it was close. It's very hard to convince the founders of those companies that you need to go as far back as all the north, the southeast, and so to gather CDs, because that's not supposed to be their job.
0: Uh, so can I jump in here? How do you yes. get the CDs? How do you get the CDs to get to the companies as opposed to these people going going out to get them?
1: So what did we do at Boomplay then? It was, uh, it, was it was about uh, I think it was about a, as at then it was a hundred and fifty thousand dollars project. We went to all the big markets that were selling CDs in Lagos, in Ibadan, in Akure, because that was where a lot of CD manufacturers were. So we stationed people, we trained people on how to convert CDs to MP3 or MP4 file, how to copy the metadata on the jacket. That is the information that you see on that jacket is what is called metadata. How to take it out and put it on an Excel sheet and how to scan the CD covers to make them look quality. When they are now done, because we have the information of the marketer and the distributor, we will now contact the marketer and the distributor to either give us license, or direct us to who has the license, then when we license it, we don't tell the owner to confirm that the metadata is accurate, They will ingest it on the platform. So it, it costs, I mean, we did that in Nigeria, we did some in Ghana, we did it in Kenya, we did it in Tanzania. So it was just in Nigeria alone. In fact, in Tanzania, we went further that we had to sign contracts in Swahili because for them, you can either sign a contract in Swahili. So Swahili was a legal language. And because we needed licensing of local catalog, we had to document contracts in local translation language. So you know, do, those are those are like uh, a very very hardcore foot to the ground work that would drive digital platforms to become much more bigger and to serve a much bigger audience, as opposed to just movies that comes from Lagos, Abuja, Port so you just have limited audience. You can't become a, an household product. But obviously there, there are also other ways. You know, they, the, this platform expects that there'll probably be other local platforms who will do all this work, who will get local investments and do all this work. And when they've done all this work, they get acquired by the bigger ones like Netflix or Prime and they match them into one. That's usually what, usually what happens in other developed markets. We've seen that even happen in Russia with Yandex. Yandex was very small when Netflix week started out, but Yandex is now big now. So these digital platforms need government partnership at different kind of level to be able to bridge this infrastructural gap that exists. It's nobody's fault. It's just, you know, we, things move very fast and we didn't move along. Now, if, if I'm a digital music platform and I have to spend X amount of money, just to be able to help labels move to the future. There has to be a way to make that my money back. If I try to make that my money back from creative, it might be too much. Because if I'm telling a label whose music was big in the 70s and 60s, who is making just an average of 6,000 streams per month, but is still making money, and I want to take the entire money of that infrastructural conversion from that label, that label is probably never going to get royalties in like about 15 years. So, for example, when we solved that at Boomplay, we only did it as a non-profit course. And obviously, to be able to build Boomplay as a platform that has the number one, it's the only platform that has the largest Nigerian music because he invested in that system. But that shouldn't be the case. The platform, the music should be almost everywhere. So you see music that are on Boomplay, but that are not on any other DSPs because Boomplay only invested in that conversion. And they didn't hand out those MP3 back to the owner because that was their own work. And, but that, re- that also ripples across different, even video. Like for example, if you want to watch Zion movies now that formed a huge part of our childhood growing up, you can't find it on any DSP. It's not on any VOD service. And that also goes with storybooks, textbooks. It's, a, it's, it's more than just movie and music. So for me, I see an opportunity in this area.
0: I mean, I, giving an example of what Boom played it, I see an opportunity of uh, of tapping into uh, obviously the rest of the the country um, in terms of um, you know the the music and rebuilding. Uh, uh, really not, I don't know if to, to call them archives, or but you know uh, uh, having having a having a bandwidth of. Uh, of all that we have in a way that's cataloged in in, in you know within uh, or resident within a certain area, it's a project that um, perhaps if we begin to consider them from subnational uh, governments, it could be it may be of keen interest to um, to certain stakeholders. But again, like I said um, when we started, there's so much to talk about, and we wouldn't want to um spend the whole day here because we can. Uh, it is a it is an area of clear passion um you know conversations and we 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 it's 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 there, there there are lots of things we can talk about. But let's go to an area that has become the buzzword um, for um for us these days when we hear about AI and we hear about all the um, the ways it's making waves in in different um, industries and uh, um, especially in the creative um, sector uh, across the world. Uh, w- will new technologies like AI support the business of of, of entertainment in Nigeria? W- what do you think?
1: Yes, I mean like uh, AI is an enabler. Uh, it's uh, 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 It would change a lot of things for us. I mean, I feel like AI would move us with the speed of light. The only challenge is will it move us towards making money for ourselves or are we going to be making money for another economy? And um, and I'll just give you an example. If you tell AI now to draw a futuristic Lagos, it will draw inspiration from a futuristic lagos created by an aporealistic artist in america or from black or a film movie called black panther the ai has done nothing wrong the ai has only really taken from archives that exist which brings me back to the conversation you just had briefly creating an archive is not something we can avoid we can't skip it or else we are, our the machine learning the ai that we are talking about is going to be trained based on knowledge that was created by foreigners. So when you are requesting AI to draw images now, you see so many poverty porn-themed drawings. Because the AI, uh, the only information the AI has about Africa, about 70% of those AI is around war, poverty, and all that stuff. If you tell it to draw something grandiose and better, it picks from Black Panther, all this new futuristic hyper-realistic drawing. The reason the AI is doing that is because we it doesn't, it cannot find enough information created by us to learn from. And that is because two things. We first of all have information that has not been digitized, a whole lot of them. Then second, we have traditional customary knowledge, folklore, tales, and everything that is still in oral form or is in disjointed, disjointed scripts. AI feeds on, met, on data, and it's data that has been chunked into numbers or text that has been well arranged. So is AI good for us? Yes, but the challenge with the AI is that if we do not build our own archive and begin to document our own knowledge, the AI that we are talking about will be good for us in the ways that it can make us, you know, it's teaching us something, is enabling us to do something, it will probably not be enabling us to make money for ourselves because it's not feeding off our resources. It's feeding of resources fed from it by other people.
0: Well, then it's dangerous because it's there to stay. And without... So we really need to see how we can play some part in 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 the AI space because whether we want to or not, this is going to impact the way um, things that come from, from our end in terms of... Uh, um our music or the the the, the our film or overall perception around that creative economy is uh, is viewed so yes i, I you know I, I agree with you we have to watch we have to be i think we need we, we, the, the 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 position we have to take would be not to sit and watch but to um closely mark uh, you know what's what's going on um without necessarily actively jumping into it, because whether we want to uh, like it or not, um, you know, works from, uh, you know, the continent and Nigeria specifically uh, would be subject to some of these um, AI technologies where people want to use them. But we'll go back again to an area Uh, you know, like I said, I like the name of your company, Technological, where the law is L-A-W, uh, to share some insights about the legal environment of the entertainment industry, Um, uh, you know, with with really specific uh, conversation around the copyright bill in Nigeria. Um, When we look at the the copyright bill in Nigeria, the Act of, uh, sorry, the Act of 2022, um and we we were all very happy you know when it, it was eventually passed um it, it, it is it is one that you know, just by having this act has made the Nigerian government the largest owner of IP in Africa because uh to the word you you shared with me earlier um before this before this uh, podcast it solely now has the right a part to license um, the you know culture, history, fables, folklore, tales of more than 350 ethnic groups in the country. And, you know, an IP worth from uh, what you had sent to me as a blurb, um, worth more than $100 billion. Now, how are we able to move forward with this Copyright Act? You know, it's one thing for us to have this act. How are we able to move um, to really begin to implement um you know the act in to 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 unlock this this uh beautiful uh 100 billion dollars or more that you know they just be waiting for us
1: so i'm, I'm glad i mean, this part is a part that i've been excited to talk about okay <laughs> it, it's uh it, i'm just going to be as in, as honest as possible um the copyright act is purely an economic act. It's not one of those laws that was created for welfareism. It's an act that was created to regulate commerce between creators and users. So it's purely economical. It's an act that carries money. economic. It's just trade. But unfortunately, our copyright system is, is, is in its DNA is built in two ways, to be a custodian of creative work and to kind of maintain a kind of pseudo military dominance on what is coming out of the country. That DNA needs to be scrambled. The Corporate Commission needs to be revert into an economic commission. It needs to be reformed like the Nigerian Communications Commission where it can actually execute what is in the Act. The Act has created so much money for the Corporate Commission, but the Copyright Commission lacks the expertise, it lacks the, the funding, it lacks the know-how. And the first one is the anti uh, counterfeiting laws inside that Act. That automatically give the Nigerian Corporate Commission to go after people who do not have license. That already automatically just created more than half a billion wealth. Because all the if you start search even Rema calm down by Rema, search any Nigerian song that you know that is making millions of dollars, you would realize that there are much more illegitimate downloads of those songs more than even this. So if you say REMA's calm down is making 10 million dollars. It means that about $20 million is being ripped away from illegal download, illegal share, illegal transfer. So mm. if you now have a law that has given NCC power to actually speak to telco to say, block all these 100 blogs, overnight you've just created money for the people who owns those work because people who still want to consume their work and they have to find legitimate means. It has also increased the penalty and a criminal, criminal, a criminal uh, uh, um, um, uh, and law, criminalized directors of companies who are doing that. So that's a that's a that's a big step in the right direction. It has also given that democratized CMO. So you have Kuson versus MCN and are fighting each other. The law has made it clear. We have four fundamental rights: sound recording. Literary work, musical work, and um, graphic work. And then uh, sorry, we have a division making five. Each one should be represented by each CMO. No two CMO should be managing two rights. It has also allowed the copyright commission to levy any device that allows copying or transferring of copyrightable work. So it's, in, it, it's, about a, it's about more than a billion economic law that it is purely legal. Lawyers need to go in, extract all these rules, see where we have in, incapacity of human, human development, like our royalties board. I only know two royalties accountants in the whole of Nigeria. And our realities board will need nothing less than 12 to 20 accountants. So we have debt in even human capacity. So that law has created a new class of wealth that's a new, in the next decade, new billionaires will emerge because even if we look at trancheon only, that's the biggest suppliers of the three mobile phones in this market. If that levy is applied to transaction only, that's nothing less than that's nothing less than uh, two hundred, to nothing less than two hundred million dollars a year to be paid to to copyright owners. We've not talked about LG. We've not talked about Samsung. We've not go on and on about all those who that law applies to. What about
0: the the radio radio stations? Um, oh, oh, that, so yeah,
1: never Radio stations it, it, are like it, the smallest the oh, okay. the money they the money they can bring is very small when we compare it to mobile device creators and laptop creators and and and, and telcos and um, satellite companies like DSTV like SpaceX they all have to pay yeah so the, the legal landscape uh, is very interesting the law is purely legal wealth that was just created by law you know it is purely legal but It cut across so many professionals. You know, we we can now hire copyright inspectorates. It allows it before, but now it gives the commission the power to now create copyright inspectorates. Copyright inspectors can now inspect facilities to see if they are doing anything that is allowing appropriation of IPs governed by copyright law. Books cannot begin to sell. So so for me, we the, the the new copyright act is a landmark law, but I I strongly believe that there's no political will and the financial will to actually set up a copyright commission that would bring that law to life is where the true problem is now. We've signed a big law, we've imbibed foreign laws into it, but the capacity to set it up and the political will to dismantle the old system is where the the legitimate problem, the legal problem is.
0: I, I see it as a, kind of like a huge granite, you know, mountain type thing that you just at some point have to start chipping, you know, it you know, slowly but surely. Um, just ma- making sure that every, every year we're able to say, okay, this is the milestone we have recorded because there are different faces of it, there are different sides to it. It's almost like, you know, trying to feel... The different sides of a big um, elephant so it's it's you know the, 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 what you have just told me now uh tell, you know kind of uh, pulls up issues around even new uh kinds of 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 uh of roles like like uh, the copyright inspector or role, um, the growth in certain areas like royalty, you know, accountants. Um, obviously, the entertainment lawyers, uh, lawyers that are able to even see things around loyalty IP, and and there's there's so much that that's happening in that space. And obviously, when you talk the, about the economy, the data the, the analyst, yeah. exactly. You know, so so there's so much that's happening in that space, and they're different, um, even within. The Music space, you have different genres in the, the creative, um, the Nollywood the, uh, or the film industry, they are different uh, uh, sides to it. And then you talk about publishing, you talk about even you know things that go with you know, the, the, the creative space. Um, even when we talk about textiles, you know, um. And 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 a lot of other things that we're not even putting into the bucket right now, so there's a lot um, the government can look at. But I think that looking at everything at the same time may become may be overwhelming and could even become a derailer because when you begin to have inspectors, you know, and you have foreign investors into things, tend history has shown our trends have shown, and I'm not saying that that will be the same here, you know, that sometimes you get yourself into, um, you have all these um. People who may regulate, but then there may be an issue of over, over- regulation, or you could have an issue of multiple regula- um, regulatory agencies really trying to struggle to do the same things just so as to raise revenue. So we have to be careful that this is one golden egg we don't want, you know, to eat, you know, or destroy or to kill the um the 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 hen that's laying this egg. Just so that we see if we can get more
1: X from it. So, so yes. <laughs> go ahead, go
0: ahead. Yeah. So, so the way the way I
1: see it, the way I see it is the 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 what what the telco went through, what the telco industry went through, even though it doesn't involve a lot of human involvement at the creation end, is what also our copyrights or our entertainment and creative industry needs to go through. And the reason why that change would happen is because it's an industry that is heavily human driven. So that's the problem. That's why you know, it's, not, it's different from every other kind of industry. What happens in that industry is, is totally driven. Is 90% driven by what the humans in this industry do. Because in most cases, we don't need brick and mortar. We don't need to move block. We don't need to move cement. We just need one man to say illegal, document, illegal links are not allowed again once a telco says it please block it that stroke of of that stroke of a letter passed between telcos and agreed among themselves that this would not happen again will open jobs to more than twenty thousand people a year but that happening entirely that happening requires a mental shift in about four to five ministries so, mm. so the major problem with the creative industry, and that's why we've been saying the same thing even when I met you until now, is that most of the time we think the creative industry is like every other industry where we can fix one part and move gradually. But as we are doing that, the one we fix gets poisoned by the one we did not fix.
0: So it's a chain or a rosary that
1: would have to work yeah, you know, exactly. at the same bandwidth. That's I grew up into. Everything that has worked in this industry so far has been a case of brute force but I'm sorry, not say burn it down, but the old system has to go by force. And I'll give you an example: streaming. When we when Spinlet started, Spinlet was the first streaming business in Nigeria, it was a Finnish Nigeria partnership. Spinlet died because Spinlet was trying to do the same thing but see different results. It was stray money around doing big parties, not focusing on building the ecosystem of distribution, So and it was too early in the market. When we started Boomplay, the first thing was to say, we are not going to throw money at artists, because that doesn't fix the problem. What we are going to do is teach people how to analyze their own music and where the problem is, and provide them with data. Whoever doesn't want you to know the problem, and I can remember a lot of people telling me that you say that data will go chop. It's with me, major labels now that are making so much money from data. But because I understood what needs to be done, we dismantled the entire system. You know, we had majority of the transform phone not allowing illegal downloads to play on the phones. So when you download the movie for it, like, it shows you that available on play. We begin to see those sites and then share the information with the labels and say, these are the sites that are competing, that are competing with your. These are the sites that are competing with your music. We on Boomplay, you get 8 million streams. But on this legal standard, you get 80 million streams. In the same time and period, you need to go after them. So it was a huge mental shift, a huge commitment, and a huge entire change. It was a case of a, we either change or still get burned. And so what did we found out? Two years down the line, three years a day, even the guys that were the ones selling the CDs, that they were the ones doing the pirates, started coming to Boomplay to come and distribute their pirated music again. Mm. Because what was the strategy? The strategy was simple. Make music cheaper than the one that was stolen. Mm. If a pirate cannot compete, then a pirate will leave
0: how how are they how are you
1: able to make music cheaper than what the pirate the the pirate is doing exactly the way to make music cheaper than it is first of all make it expensive to first of all set up a music site that is not that is not licensed okay if you cannot set up a music site yes in america you can't just set up a site and be uploading music the bandwidth will rat you out and they'll come for you automatically that, that stroke of action has reduced that if you have copyright inspectorates who are licensed, who don't have to go shop to shop, they don't need that. Everything is online. When CDs are, if CDs are coming into, if, if it's harder for you to shipping CDs into the country, there's no way you can, you can, you can, you can make pirate CDs. But you even have South Korea dumping, Korea movies into our market, what we call economic dumping. Because what they were selling is not just film, they've also used that to sell their fashion, their makeup. Yes, yes, exactly. So, but we allowed that, we made it cheaper to ship in DVDs. Yeah, apart so, from the DVDs, you have a lot. Been,
0: you have you have the online, you know, you have the lot that's happening on digital oh, it's not the DVDs. So it's not the DVDs. Before even online
1: came. Yeah, before online came, people were watching 24. The people were watching 24 um 24 korean series in one dvd It was uh, before even the online era came oh okay and if you go outside of lagos you would see those korean cds is what dominates the cd racks now in markets you see the creative the what makes the creative economy very powerful is
0: that when, when you when you, what you sell is not just maybe the music or the the film um or the story but well, you're selling a whole culture and you're, you're reshaping the mindset of people in different parts of the world yes. about what they know about you. And in, in some way begin to influence influence their culture in a way that then you begin to see that people use, um, you know, the, the slangs, the, the eats, the, the Nigerian food, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's actually a positive multi or hydra-headed in a sense um
1: yeah that makes uh, poundo that makes like cassava flour it is a big beneficiary of it it's, so, so Ola, an Ola, example of that you know or
0: even jollof rice yeah. you know when you go to other yeah jollof rice exactly yes. i think jollof rice is <laughs> even the biggest <laughs> you yes. see different kinds of uh things because i i recall that uh, even in my days um in my past life and you know when nollywood really moved into the continent uh places like uh, kenya tanzania you go to some of the offices and you see that they are playing um you know um their, their, their tv stations are uh, on maybe what they're showing nollywood films and then you hear people like saying things like uh, Igwe or ga you know or asking me about yellow fries and plantain and things like that so you can imagine what may have happened years after or can happen years after. Um, I see that a little bird is telling us that we are running against time. This yeah, is a very, so. yes. <laughs> a very passionate a very passionate area for me. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, uh, critical issues that we should have um, to think about is, is the need to build resilient IP policies and ecosystems that can encourage, yes. you know, foreign investors, um, you know, to, you know, think of Nigeria as a place to uh, invest in things like uh, whether they are streaming platforms, digital platforms or partnerships or collaboration. Um, we need to begin to see government, you know, beyond, you know, which is great beyond um, setting up or having, you know, beautiful acts like the, the, the Copyright Bill um, Act of 2022 um, and, and also having, you know, stakeholders. Um, Dotting the um, executive arm of government and MDAs really speaking and focusing uh, on this on this industry, we need to see them get involved in you know ensuring um, that um, the, the, the the opportunities around uh, the, the 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 monies that will be generated and the people who are playing in this space are duly compensated for the work that they're doing. Looking. They also have to look at things around partnerships and treaties with um, other countries like the US so that things like, uh, you know, our cultural exports, uh, you know, a, a lot of the funding um, still comes to us and not stays the domiciling in, in those countries as well. And obviously issues around the counterfeiting um, piracy of, 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 of um, the work that we do. We need to con- continually you know see this as major um areas so yeah new technologies how are we able to ensure that even digitizing our our work can improve whatever it is that ai kind of downloads to us or downloads to the world about us and so on and so forth uh but i, I you know there's there's uh, like i said there's so much we can talk about this but uh I, I, I think we should say that this is a part one of our conversation. And I look forward to us, you know, uh, being able to sit with you and maybe sit with some other um, uh, stakeholders in the room, perhaps in the coming year first quarter or so to to see what we can do and actively say, OK, we have achieved um, in, in moving this uh, this creative sector um, forward. And so I would really like to thank you for making our time to join us today. And uh, we are very excited about the work you do. And we look forward to us, you know, um, like I said, collaborating on future works. Thank you a lot, uh, Mary. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much, very much. And I think it was my pleasure being here and I look forward yeah. to future conversations and actions too.
0: Yes. So I specifically called you by your surname, because like I said, I like that sentence. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank so, you. thank you for everyone thank for joining us today. Um, you know, and uh, we will be back with more insights and stories from Nigeria. And uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at abc Twitter, or x as they, they call it, at uh, abc council underscore NT to join the conversation, and um, and on all our streaming platforms uh, that we, we we share this. Thank you, everyone, and have a great uh, day.